everyone. Welcome back to Spirit School. I'm so excited to be here with you today. Thank you for tuning in. It is so just so humbling how many people have been tuning into Spirit School lately. I don't really check my metrics very often. I've always ran my social media profiles and everything that I do not focusing on vanity metrics. I've definitely been approached to um, you know, increase my followership on Instagram. If I pay, they'll get me my 10,000 followers and actually do the opposite. I delete accounts that are following me that I feel are bots or not aligned. Um, at one point I deleted, I think like 600 followers at once. Um, all these coaches that kept approaching me to want me to work with them. And, uh, that's kind of how I run my, my staff. But, uh, last month I had my good friend, Christy Pike, Soulful Branding Co. do a media package for me because I want to, pitch like Kyle Gray. <laughs> I want to approach and pitch a few really big names to come onto the podcast. So I had her do this amazing, um, media kit so I could, so I could pitch a few people and, uh, I still haven't done it yet. Cause I I'll explain in a second, but I had a certain amount of downloads last month in December. And when I went to go post the February energy forecast, I just kind of glazed over my metrics and I was like, holy crap, I think that's a lot more than I had last month. And not a word of a lie, I had over 10,000 downloads in January 2021 alone in the Spirit School podcast. So, oh my God, like it, it just blew my mind because I mean, I don't know what I've had in months before, but I know it took me about two years to get 70,000 downloads. So having 10 in one month, is incredible so I just have to thank you guys so much for tuning in and then also when I went on to find a link on the iTunes podcast on my web browser instead of the podcast app on my phone I saw all these new uh, reviews that people left me that don't show up on the podcast app for some reason but anyway so I just have to say thank you I know there's a lot of options out there I'm sure you're tuning into a bunch of different podcasts but I just have to say thank you for stopping by spirit school I'm so excited that you're here it really does help me stay energized and motivated to continue going um I haven't been posting as frequently uh, just because I got sick. I was really sick, not COVID. I didn't have the Rona. I did go get tested, but I got sick um, the day after Christmas and I was sick for three weeks and like so sick I couldn't even get out of bed. Meanwhile, I was launching the initiation program, which is going amazing. We're on week three starting tomorrow and it's just been so fun. So I was tied up with that. So I feel like I haven't posted that consistently, which is amazing from an energetics and business standpoint because even though I haven't been posting that consistently, I think I only posted two or three times in January. It was my biggest download month. So, you know, I'm always testing out the energetics of business and my practice and so that's kind of something that makes me go hmm interesting and I just recorded my weekly energy forecast for my newsletter uh, to go to the newsletter I'll post a link below to take my Claire quiz I have a quiz called what's your Claire what's like the sense that you are strongest with is it clear feeling healing or <laughs> feeling hearing seeing knowing um so I have a really fun quiz that will opt you into the newsletter and so I was just recording the newsletter and that is something that actually came up for this week's energy forecast was around doing less actually takes you a little bit further along and I'm seeing a lot more of that in my practice as well so I have been focusing on slowing down quite a bit um because there has been such a high 
demand um, to work with me, whether my programs are one-on-one. And so I have been trying to focus on slowing down. And I feel like getting sick in December was definitely a signifier that I need to slow down even more. So I don't know if you guys have found that in your life as well. Like, have you ever, you know, people who have nine to fives, you finally book a two week vacation and you get sick on your vacation. Like, does that happen to you? Because that's totally what I felt like happened to me. I had to record, I think, 30 videos for my initiation program and I got about 15 done before Christmas and then I had my husband take two weeks off so I could focus on just recording the rest of the videos um, during those two weeks and getting it done before launch but obviously the world and universe had other plans for me and I got sick and I couldn't do anything I never I didn't even go live about the initiation I was supposed to do webinars all this stuff I did nothing I had to completely surrender that it is what it is I need to take care of myself first top priority everyone was so understanding all my clients um, the initiation circle my membership everyone was so amazing and it all worked out without forcing it without forcing anything without forcing lives and forcing webinars and forcing like newsletters and all that stuff I just was like you know what it is what it is I've talked about it and I did get 46 people signed up and I think that that is absolutely phenomenal and amazing and it actually exceeded my expectations so sometimes slowing down whether it's forced or you have to power through it um, isn't as good as just kind of slowing down sitting back and honoring your body and honoring your health and honoring your intuition when you're supposed to slow down so I'm testing this out in my business. I have seen it work multiple times that that is actually true. Slowing down does speed you up. Um, and so I'm going to share a little bit more about that. I'm actually going to be focusing on a business series in spring because, yeah, I just I love entrepreneurship, as I've talked about before. And I don't talk about it very much on the podcast because I'm also obviously ultra obsessed with mediumship. <laughs> So I'm like, hey, I just keep wanting to talk about different things about mediumship. So here I am. Here I am. So today's podcast episode, I really wanted to talk about making the most of your readings. And this is going to be from the reader standpoint, because I know a ton of people who listen to the podcast are actually people who are interested in developing their own mediumship themselves. And I'm also going to talk about it from a sitter standpoint. For the people listening who don't have a desire to become mediums, whether working mediums or just for a friend's family, for yourself, because if you learn how to tune in mediumistically, you really can tune into anything as far as I'm concerned when it comes to, you know, tuning in for yourself, making better decisions in your life, making more aligned decisions, understanding when the universe is saying, nope, don't go there, don't force it, don't stretch it. All that can be really ironed out when you are learning the foundations of mediumship and connecting mediums mediumistically. So that's kind of what I wanted to talk about today because it's something that comes up a lot in my mentorship and there are certain things that seem to repeat for certain clients and I do remember repeating for me in the early years as well. So these are the things I really want to talk about today. So I kind of want to start from the reader or the sitter's perspective. So just to give you a little bit of mediumship lingo, the reader is obviously the medium, the person who is working, and the sitter is the client, the person who is sitting. Now we call it sitter because not everybody charges for readings. I know amazing world famous mediums that have never charged for readings because I'll tell you that later on. Um, And same with 
when you're developing, I know for my first three years of mediumship development, I didn't charge anything for, I think it was like 150 readings. Um, I kind of set a goal for myself, so Virgo, so masculine, but I set a goal to do 150 free practice readings before I would consider charging anyone anything because I was very skeptical if I had these abilities or if everyone could do it. And so I kind of needed to prove to myself that I knew what I was doing and that this was something. And you'd be surprised to know seven years later, you know, been uh, thousands of readings I've done now professionally in practice and it still comes up. Like it still comes up that doubt. Like, is this a path? Like, is this the path? It's shocking. The mindset and mediumship is just an ever lasting journey. So I'm going to talk a little bit more about that on the reader's standpoint, but I really wanted to start with the sitter. So how do you make the most out of every reading? Now, depending, the beauty about mediumship is that you will find a reader that charges everything from nothing all the way I've seen up to $1,800 for a reading um, posted from this Canadian medium um, that's in Alberta. I've seen her charge about $1,800 um, and you got to wait, you got to pay and wait like a year or two for your reading to actually happen. And then I think someone just told me like Thomas John, who works in Vegas, obviously very well established. He had a TV show called The Seatbelt Psychic. Like he charges like $900 a prayer, like American or something. So the thing to understand from the sitter point of view is that there are readers that charge across the spectrum. So it does doesn't matter how much money you are willing to invest in a reading you will be able to find a reader at your price point I I used to have clients say to me I don't hear this anymore um, just because again the energetics and I'm able to really attract clients who are really meant to work with me but I did have people say I can't afford a reading blah 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 and I would have to kind of turn back and say you know what I love that that's totally okay mm-hmm. because there are a ton of readers out there who are charging nothing or charging 20 40 dollars when I first started doing readings I was 20 dollars um, then it went to 40 and then 60 and then 75 then 90 I thought I would stop at 150 but I literally and I'm not even lying but I kept having people saying like oh you should charge double like you should actually charge double and I was like what like that seems like crazy and I've been 200 uh, reading now for the past maybe year, just over a year. I haven't increased it. I don't. I don't plan to right now. That's not part of the plan. Um, but the why readers price themselves the way that they price themselves is basically energetics, right? So it's interesting because I had to follow. Okay, I'm totally going off track, and I'm sorry, but I have to follow the train of thought I'm going to because I always wondered like, why do some readers like stop doing readings? Like even my favorite medium in the entire world, Aboriginal Sean, Aboriginal medium, Sean Leonard, he's not doing readings anymore, private readings. And I had a reading with him two years ago. It was $250, best $250 I ever spent, but he really took off. He became really famous after that. And the more I started thinking about this, I was like, it's interesting because We invest so much into our development, not just money, but time into our development. And when you think about the energetics of it, sometimes it does feel a little bit off balance. And I see this even with the initiation circle members. I get sometimes messages from people saying, you know, I'm doing these practice readings, but it's not feeling like a fair exchange anymore because they're not receiving as long of a reading or maybe in a putting air quotes as good as a reading. And that's when you know your frequency, your vibration has kind of gone up. You might be outgrowing the practice readings you might actually only need to do practice readings to kind of iron out things that you're trying to work on or transcend so like right now I'm working with a couple different mentors to overcome this like fear of 
you know, I get stage fright still. I get stage fright and I want to do large group events. Like I feel so much of my energy. So I'm working with a bunch of different mentors right now to help me work specifically on the stage fright. And so I'm doing like demonstrations quite often. I'm doing group readings quite often in a practice setting. So do I need to practice the fundamentals and foundations of mediumship anymore? No. I mean, I've been doing this for seven years, but I still hire mentors and do practice readings to really iron out different things that keep tripping me up. So if you do find in a practice setting that you're not being challenged or you feel that there's not a fair energy exchange, then focus on a different intention behind doing that practice reading focus on working something out that is tripping you up or that you want to do better like say you want to practice passings you want to be able to get the spirit's way of passing as a piece of evidence or a name think about doing those practice readings just specifically working on those um okay so I kind of digress I was going back to the pricing and going back to the sitter thing but you know I will say that as a reader if we're not in complete alignment with the price that we're charging for our readings and we have this like air of expectation on us, that could trip us up as readers. So as a sitter, you know, you have to think that they're only really investing what they're comfortable with investing in that reading, right? So to kind of clarify that, that sounded a little bit messy as I kind of said it out loud. If you're just starting out and you go charge, you know, I'm talking mediumship here. It doesn't matter what you charge. This is the thing about this industry is like it the, it really varies. It's not like a massage therapist or a therapist where there's like industry standards. There is no real industry standards in this practice. And so, but if you end up like overcharging because you see other people with your experience are charging that same amount, you will freak out going into a reading as a reader. So the reader really has to be in alignment and be able to stand very confidently behind the price that they're charging which is why I've been told I should charge three I've even had somebody told me I should charge $500 but I'm like no I cannot stand behind that price I would feel very uncomfortable and almost pretty terrified going into a reading setting with the level of expectations (laughs) because the sitter does have expectations I mean they're they're investing hard-earned money and they're looking for healing. They're looking for evidence that life continues. They're looking for validation. They're looking for a great experience. But I wanted to say to the sitters out there, just know that the medium typically already feels that pressure. The, t- the medium already wants to provide the very best for you. That desire and that need from the medium is actually there. So couple of things that a sitter can do before I go way off and end up needing to like rename this whole podcast episode because I went so far off from my notes. And just so you know, too, when I usually do my podcast, I have no notes in front of me, but I, I today wanted to like see what it was like with notes and I'm already being thrown off. That's how come I need to be a riffer podcaster. But this is something that I really wanted to say because this Saturday I'm having my initiation circle members the ones who wanted to come forward do practice readings for the public so yesterday I sent out this newsletter to my newsletter list saying free readings this Saturday with my students and oh my god they sold out in one minute they were free they booked out in one minute but I had to really work on managing the expectations at the onset for these practice readings Um, so then how do we as a sitter prepare so that we can give the the medium the best energy possible to work in right 
because a mediumship reading is a three-way link. The spirit's always ripe, ready to go, perfect energy. The medium has to do a lot of work through the lifestyle that they live, through the way that they prepare, through their training, um, to show up at the reading in a, a very certain energy to be able to meet that energy with the world of spirit. So for a reader, the only wild card is really the sitter and the energy that the sitter brings. Whenever I think back to a lot of the readings that to me did not meet my expectations or they were really hard, it really does come down a lot of the times to the sitter. And I'm not blaming the sitter, but I've had sitters before that would like sit cross-armed or like have a scowl on their face. And so as a developing medium and even as a professional medium, we're, le- we're constantly having to learn to work with the public and not let that affect us in any way and stick with the world of spirit but because readers are by nature people pleasers because we do want to help people we want to come in and help heal thinking that our sitter is disappointed is like kryptonite to our connection now I will just say too there are mediums that don't have this problem there are mediums that are just so confident that they don't really care what their sitter is saying and they don't really care what the energy that the sitter is bringing in but I'm talking to the other side now because I mentor enough people that I know that this really does affect readings so how the sitter can come to show up to make sure that it could be the best possible experience for you best possible experience for the medium and have the clearest information coming through for your loved ones is to really show up with a really open heart and open mind So what you want to do before your reading is talk to your loved ones in spirit, especially a lot if you want a mediumship connection. Now, I do find a lot of people who come to me as a medium end up wanting psychic. They're like, oh, no, there's no one I really want to hear from. I just want to know about myself. That's a totally different podcast episode. I'm just talking about mediumship readings right now. And so you want to talk to your loved ones the day or two before your reading and start you know, talking to them, the ones that you want to come through, just say like, I hope Nana, you can come through. And I hope that you can talk about, you know, what I did with your jewelry after you passed that I turned it into a bracelet. I turned your earrings into a bracelet. I would love for you to acknowledge that. I would love for you to acknowledge seeing my son go to kindergarten. I would love to see if like you have my cat on the other side. Like you're just kind of like, talking to your loved ones about the things that you hope will come through um now if you look at the recent documentary um what was it called surviving death right and they had that guy god bless him (laughs) it's like every working medium is the worst nightmare where he had his code word right so he's like why didn't he talk about the hat why couldn't he if this is an intelligent conversation why couldn't he talk about a hat right so you want to kind of balance the two energies where it's like yes have your code word fine but if you get so hung up on that code word in a reading setting and you keep thinking about your code word not only are you missing potential information that's coming through that will be out of scope of what that code word is but also your reader might feel stuck they're like I've felt this before a couple times actually where I say you know the energy that I feel from you is that you are waiting to hear one specific thing and they would shake their head yes and I'd be like okay I need you to let go of that thing okay if it comes through it comes through but please let go of it because for me energetically right now it's really hard to connect so like surrender take a few deep breaths with me be open to receiving whatever spirit deems most important to come through today and just relax into it but if you're not a seasoned medium and you haven't had all those experiences you don't know that you're sitting there thinking why do I feel so stuck why is nothing coming through so clearly why is nothing flowing and it usually 
is <laughs> because of what the sitter's expectations are and the things that they're kind of doing. I've even recently heard one of my students, bless her, have a situation where it was really hard to connect for her sitter. It was a practice sitter. And then afterwards, the practice sitter said, oh, well, don't even worry about it because I was talking to my loved ones the whole time right? Like I'm sure that there's a ton of people who just cringed right now (laughs) because it's that tacky to do that, right? And so of course she wouldn't be able to have this clear connection if her sitter is like having her own conversation with the world of spirit, obviously not listening to the medium work. Like these are the kind of things that us as professionals actually have to deal with on a day-to-day basis. So the premise of this email of this email of this podcast is to kind of tell you how to get the best possible reading out of your medium show up with an open heart open mind have expectations sure because you did spend your hard-earned money but try to leave those at the door and just focus on having fun and a positive experience now I also really want to talk about you know body language unless you're working with a medium on the phone it doesn't really matter I personally look away from my clients at readings I look down so I'm not impacted in any way shape or form by their facial reactions or the way that they look um, or the way that they're like posturing themselves or anything because I mean that's like how I would love to just do phone reading so I don't see any of that and I'm not affected by any of that or influenced by any of that but if you do work with a medium who is not as seasoned and hasn't worked with the public as much like crossing your arms or having a scowl on your face or continually shaking your head no can really throw off the confidence of the medium and the difference between a good medium and a great medium is confidence so if you want a really good reading it would be in your interest to make sure that you're not like not the confidence of the medium so just try to hold back a little bit of your like your body language or the head shaking like be honest with your yeses or nos it actually helps a medium more if you give them your voice because your voice carries a vibration so I'll actually set the you know stage of the reading just saying you know I just need your voice need honest yeses or nos etc 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 so just be mindful of that and then let go of that one thing that you really want to hear and trust that the more that you actually surrender and let it go the better chance it has for the medium to bring it through in their own unique way because the way that you're thinking about it likely isn't the way that the medium's thinking about it because the world of spirit actually has to use the medium's worldly references to be able to even get that thing in the first place so they need that kind of like space and energy to do that okay so talk to your loved ones in advance come with an open heart open mind definitely have some things that you hope to hear from the spirit world but do be open to receiving things outside of that checklist because really the world of spirit had this all planned weeks in advance they knew you would be hooked up with that medium they likely guided you to that medium and so they picked that medium because they have the best chance to get through the information that they want to bring and every medium works incredibly differently incredibly differently and all different mediums specialize in different areas of information that they receive There are some mediums who are amazing at names, amazing at appearances, and there are other mediums who are amazing at personalities, amazing at emotional evidence and memories, and there are other mediums who are amazing at, you know, bringing through the essence of the loved one, right? Allowing you to actually feel like you're in this bubble of love and you can feel the presence of your loved one. So there's many different mediums who work very differently, and it's not just like you see on TV, Um, though, you know, if you do cut up pretty much any medium's reading into a five minute highlight reel it would actually probably look like that Um, but I do find from a mediumship standpoint 
point that even though the TV shows have really, you know, brought forward the beauty of mediumship, it's also added this extra layer of expectations and pressure on the working medium. So you want to have a great experience, be super open. One of my favorite clients, I mean, I get these clients all the time, but I'll say like, have you ever had a reading before? And they'll say yes or no. And I'll be like, you know, are you looking more for mediumship or psychic? And they'll be like, you know, I'm just open to anything. I'm like, perfect. That is literally the best energy for me as a medium to work. Now I'm going to switch over to the mediumship side. So the medium side, how to make the most of a reading. Um, So I also really want to talk about like lifestyle, like how you show up in your life outside of your readings is really connected to how connected you are in your readings. Like do you sit for spirit on your own? Right? Do you have that devotional time and space where you connect with the world of spirit for your own benefit, for your own evolution as a working medium? Or is your spiritual practice fully serving right and so there is different things that you can do in your development practice to kind of better the connection and build your confidence while you're in the reading setting now of course confidence and mindset is so important so we don't want you to like over prepare we don't want you to be in a place where you're like you know what what I did at the beginning which was so exhausting please don't do this but if I knew I had a reading in a week a practice reading, I would like not eat meat for a week. I wouldn't drink any wine for a week. I would meditate every day for the week. Like it was so overwhelming and so all consuming. That's not good either. That is not good either. So you want to prepare in a way and make sure that you're living this lifestyle that is devoted to your mediumship practice because mediumship is a lifestyle, especially for those who are serving the world of spirit. It's not like you have to be a walking monk 24-7. You know, I still love my wine. I'm not always spiritual, but I do make sure that I'm continually developing and learning and stretching myself and my gifts. Sitting in the power, hiring different mentors to help me work through very specific things in my practice, getting that safe space, non-judgmental space to like build my confidence, build different skill sets in a non-pressure way. Charging somebody, it adds a lot of pressure to the way that you show up in a reading. So there's that. You also want to be in a very high vibe space. So early on, I was told to meditate before my readings. But meditation really put me in this kind of like sleepy state. It kind of put me in this like very neutral space. And I know that to connect with the world of spirit, I need to have my vibrations lifted. I need to be uplifted. So it actually took me a few years to understand that the way that I prepare best for my readings is live the devotional lifestyle. So I'm constantly working on my evolution as a soul and sitting with spirit and contemplating spiritual philosophies. So I don't actually really need to meditate before my readings. I set an intention. I set a prayer, uh, you know, maybe like 15, 20 minutes before my readings. I set a very strong intention. And then I will turn on my favorite music and just like dance and, you know, do the dishes and do things around my house that aren't having me think about my reading. And it's the greatest showman soundtrack for me by the way love that soundtrack and that puts me in a really high vibe space and a space to be able to connect with the world of spirit I don't tune in before my readings I don't think that I need to and I don't think that it's a good use of my energy but I do know that early on I did like to tune in because the thought of showing up to a reading naked <laughs> and like having nothing to say or not even fully trusting that something will come through but for me I get nothing 
before the sitters in front of me and the sitters in front of me and then things start coming whereas you see different mediums like Tyler Henry work and he does tune into things days in advance on his show he talks a couple days in advance I'm going to pick up on a mother etc etc with how many clients I work with that would be really draining for me um I don't know I, I know he doesn't have kids and stuff like that but I got two kids and a puppy and a husband in a house and a whole different leg of my business like I don't think I would have time or energy to tune in before but I did used to when I was younger and um earlier on in my development as well really important to make the most out of your readings is to set a strong intention now the chicken shit in me really early on my intention was not to fail (laughs) my intentions were so exhausting I remember telling spirit I don't want any tough lessons this reading. My intention is to get names. My intention is to have every piece of information understood. Like these really controlling and exhausting intentions. And as I got more confident in my abilities and as I served more people, and really you do build confidence through practice, there's no other way around it. You're not going to get confident by not doing the thing. You're going to get confident by doing the thing, right? So now my intention that I set before my reading is I'll just simply say thank you spirit for allowing me to be service. I feel so grateful and honored to do this life's work and I work on your behalf. My intention today is to meet the need of the soul. Meet the need of the soul of my sitter and meet the need of the soul of my soul like the spirit who I'm going to be connecting with. So I trust in the divine plan and I trust that I am merely just a tool for the world of spirit to communicate through so you can work with whatever faculties you feel best and I might actually throw in an extra intention where I'll be like, you know, I am working on my clear audience. So spirit does want to work a little bit more clear audience with me today. That would be wonderful because I am trying to build that um, ability within myself. And then I'll just like say my thanks and I'll go about my business and I'll go about my day. But the real meat of my intention is to meet the need of the soul. So then now I'm moving on to how you open your readings, which is also going to be a point of success for you, is managing those expectations at the onset. So how you do your opening is so important because your opening spiel is how you get into your power. I've heard Teresa Caputo say this on her show where she's like, when I do my opening, I'm telling spirit the lights on. I'm open for business. And that's a really perfect way of saying it. And another way to look at it is as a medium, we need to get into the power by talking about how we work and what our intention is we are actually uplifting our vibration and getting into the power for spirit to be able to connect with us but what it's also doing is managing the expectations for the sitter and giving the sitter a role and it's almost like establishing the roles within the reading because I have had clients try to control me I've had clients tell me how to sit I've had clients try to tell me you know try something different and it's like you have to establish the roles really early on and that's going to be by having a really strong and firm opening so you want to talk about the boundaries so I would just simply say from you I just simply need a yes or no Um, because what happens and this is good for the sitters to hear is I might say something like you know, let me think of an example here. So I might be saying something like, you know, I have a father here. I definitely feel father energy around him. And I definitely want to go overseas. I definitely want to go to Europe, like the UK, et cetera, et cetera. Does this make sense? And they'll be like, yeah, my dad, Frank, he was actually born in London, but then he ended, I'm like, stop, 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 stop. Like that actually does not help a medium at all. 
at all. It actually really trips the medium up because then they have that in their mind. And some people, skeptics will say that's feeding the medium. But as a medium, that just like fucks with the medium. That just like messes with our mindset. We start to second guess everything that comes through because like, did they give that to me or did this come from spirit? And so we actually want to know as little or nothing as possible and if we do need some clarifying factors we will actually ask you for it like there has been a reading actually recently that I had where this woman came through I'm like this feels like a mother to me like I just have to go to mom and I know I have a son she's like nope my mom's still alive okay okay so I keep going along yes I understand I understand but I was like look I just have to I have to say I have a son I know I have a son and I know this feels like a mom he's like well actually it was my grandmother but she raised me ah okay so that's a time where like I just couldn't move past that I needed to know and I actually didn't mention this right now but I did have to ask him I just said can you tell me the relationship here then because it just feels like a mom to me and I can't seem to move past that and that's when he was like yes that is my grandmother and she did raise me I'm like ah okay 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 so there it was okay where it was like okay didn't trip me up I know it's grandma now I can move on I can move forward but it's not something that you just want to offer up let the medium kind of like lead and guide the session if you want to get the most out of it um the other thing that you really want to talk about in your intro is how you work and really because what they see is what they see on tv especially if you're their first ever reading and i do get a lot of people to me who i am their first reading so you want to kind of talk about how you work i simply say you know every medium works very differently i feel a lot of my information i know a lot of my information so that is kind of the language that i express and i look to you to help me kind of discern where this information may be falling for you so I'm really kind of giving them a role setting those expectations meanwhile getting into my power signifying to the world of spirit I am ready to work and then the information starts to come through really important from the reader standpoint too and this is easier said than done and even this is something that comes up for me every so often not as much as it used to without a doubt but it's really taking the yeses and the nos with the same weight Right. So the yeses will help you build confidence. Yes, yes, yes. Awesome. Awesome. Okay. The power is building and I feel confident right now. And then you get a no. It's like like the energy just drops. So if you can find a way within your own practice to stay completely neutral between the yeses and the nos and just stay with the world of spirit know that you your whole entire reading success is not 100% determined on the sitter's experience but it's also the spirit's experience because you're working for spirit as well if you could stay with spirit and you know even with the sitter a lot of no's are yeses and again I'm not trying to say mediums are always right happens all the time to me guys all the time I'll get no's no no can't place that can't place that and then sure enough they message me and they'll be like oh it actually did make sense and I had her it was I was working with one of my mentorship clients and she's so lovely I love her so much and I know she's going to listen to this one day and I was just giving her an example but as I was giving her the example of this um gentleman that I was feeling it was like yes 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 and I said you know it doesn't sound like somebody in your life because I feel like I'm actually picking this up for you and she said yes 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 but one thing was no so how did everything else get right but this one thing's no you know as a medium I just have to throw my hands in the air and say oh well I'll just keep it with you and then sure enough yesterday I actually heard from her saying I just need to let you know that yes that was right I talked to so and so and I was able to validate that for you so we can't let a no completely destroy our energy because 
the no's often do become yeses later on. There are some things in my readings, I'm the worst sitter in the world, by the way, because I get amnesia when it comes to my family. I'm like, oh, I don't know. I don't know. I have to ask my mom. I have to ask my mom. And, um, you know, a lot of things that I have to tell a medium, I don't know. Um, you know, I have to ask my mom and then I'm like, oh, it did make sense. And so there is a lot of that. So you have to make sure that you're able to hold your own and hold your power and stay in the power through the yeses and the noes and not give them weight and not make them be the ultimate determinant if it's a good reading or not. And I put good in air quotes because it's very subjective. I've had readings that I left feeling like I got hit by a truck, but my sitter loved it. And they would message me days later. They would book again. And I'm like, really? Because okay, so the reader and the sitter do have completely different experiences quite often, especially a reader who doesn't have their mindset straight and isn't really feeling confident in their abilities. Okay, so a couple other quick notes I want to say to the working mediums out there is this is kind of a hard thing I find like usually I'm helping people find their connection and then I'm helping people be consistently them in their readings so it's actually hard for a medium to integrate their personalities into a readings I've seen people who are so bubbly so energetic and then they go into a reading setting and they become completely flat <laughs> and I'm like what happened to you it's like they're so focused on spirit but when you are working with the public you just need to be yourself and you need to find a way to work that also incorporates your personality right because you want to also make sure that you're making the sitter as comfortable as possible and like disarmed as possible so that they are as open as possible so you can connect a lot easier don't let body language affect you either this is why I actually look away I feel discernment so this is how I pick up if I got something accurate or not so as I'm saying the information sometimes you do have to speak things out for more things to come it's kind of a fuck off but it's actually mostly how it works it's like you have to you have to say that first thing before more comes <laughs> but you're scared to say that thing here because you're like I don't know if that's right um but I don't rely on people's body language or their reaction to what I said if I got it right or wrong because humans are incredibly valuable and they might not actually know. And this happened to me a long time ago, but I remember doing a reading where I said to this woman, like, I have this aunt here. Um, I know I passed up cancer, but I also know I survived cancer. So I feel like I had cancer twice. She's like, nope, nope, didn't have an aunt that passed. Nope, nope, nope. And I was like, okay. So I let it go. And then I continued on them with the reading. It was a real struggle reading for me. Um, and then I ended up going to this woman's house a couple months later and I met her mom and her mom said, you're the one who connected with my sister. And she actually validated that everything I said was actually right. But I completely abandoned that spirit. Like imagine if I just held my own in that moment and just trusted them but I wasn't in full trust at that time as I am now and I would have been able to maybe bring through a bit more but I actually abandoned shit because my human said no but humans are often wrong so sometimes it is just worth sticking with the evidence and sticking with the messages and just trusting the world of spirit more than trusting your sitter um sitters might not like actually hearing that but i think the readers will be shaking their head yes 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 nodding in in agreement so don't let the body language and going back to how i actually discern if i got something right or wrong is i'll say the thing and then my body kind of goes cold um i'll actually feel my body go cold because i'm clairsentient that's just how i pick it up this might work very differently for somebody in their clear audience or somebody in their clairvoyance but for me who tends to work primarily in my clairsentience 
I'll just say something. I'm like, wait, wait, let me backtrack on this because I don't think I actually landed that right. And I'll rework it. And it's okay to rework it. I would rather have the medium rework it and let it be a bit messy than have the sitter try to clarify for you. And then it just throws you off because now you're like, I don't even know if I'm connected. Okay, so stick with it. And most importantly, and this is one of the things I see a lot of developing mediums um, not do is say everything that they get, right? I can't tell you how many times I see them once their sitter, practice sitter starts validating things and expressing more about the spirit, they will say, I got that, but I didn't say it. I was like, then it doesn't count. You you can't claim that now. You have to say the thing. And yeah, sometimes you might just be seeing an apple. Say, I see an apple. And then simply see, check in with yourself. How do I feel about this apple? What, like, what memories are coming up for me around this apple? Or be a little bit more passive and just be like, okay, thank you for showing me the apple. What does this apple mean? And then let them bring it to you, right? So it is worth saying that. And I see this with messages in particular where... People will get really stuck on passing along messages. And I'm telling you, a sitter wants a message, right? And so the message may simply be, I love you. But the reader won't say it because, well, that's too obvious. Like the message has to be more powerful than that. But what we forget as a reader who is a transmitter of energy for the world of spirit is that the sitter won't just hear, I love you. If you lean into that message of I love you and you say it in its truest essence, the sitter will actually feel I love you. You will give them the opportunity to feel that love from their loved ones. But if you are in your head and not in your heart or you're working through the mind rather than like clairsentience, they might not get that experience. So it is worth saying things that are painfully obvious, okay? So these are kind of the things that were running through my brain today when I was like, okay, I want to do a podcast episode. What do I want to do on? What have I seen come up a lot in the past few weeks? And this is kind of like the themes that I have seen. So you have a few tips here now. And of course, this is just the opinion and the experience of one medium. I am just one medium and I can only teach or share based off of my experiences. I am not the be all and end all of mediumship and different teachers might teach things incredibly different and that is perfectly fine. Use your own discernment. Take what you want, leave the rest behind and test things out in your next readings. Or if you pay for a reading, you go to a next reading, try just surrendering, try just showing up, knowing that you talk to your loved ones and that they will come through the best that they can with the most capable medium that they have attracted to you to and just lean into trust, come with an open heart and see what kind of magic unfolds and be open to receiving things that are outside the scope of what you felt or thought would come through that's going to be really important for your journey as well so that's kind of it for me today guys I hope you enjoyed this episode I know what happens to me as a podcaster is I tend to remember a million things that I wish I had would have said and that will probably be the case for this one as well this definitely doesn't hit everything I would say about this but I think in a good like 30 40 minute episode it's enough to get started on with so 
So yeah, if you are someone who wants to develop mediumship or wants to develop and have a safe space to practice in, I definitely recommend the Initiation Circle, which is my monthly membership. It's just a month-to-month commitment, $97 a month Canadian. We do a lot in there. Actually, in February, we're doing a business training with my friend Christy Soulful Branding Co., uh, one of my clients and one of our members there, Amber Baker, who is an amazing Akashic Record channel reader. She's doing a channeling class series for the next three months. Emily's doing astrology. We do group practice readings, weekly sitting in the power together. Uh, We do master classes, um, lots of fun stuff. So it's a really good value from what I hear from the members. Actually just had someone say that last week when I posted the February calendar. They're like, oh my God, this is like such incredible value. And it's just a really safe, supportive space to play in and just see what comes up for you. And what abilities are just waiting to be uncovered. And then also the safe space to practice with one another. Every Saturday we post an opportunity who would like to be paired for a practice reading this week. Uh, Me and my assistant Danielle, whose also name is Danielle, we... uh, well she does all this actually she partners you and posts it so that you guys can work it out together because really the way to confidence is through practice and what I lacked was in my early years was the opportunity to practice I didn't know how to set up these practice readings myself and it wasn't something that any of my mentors did outside of our classes so this again is just something that I wish I had early on in my development I have seen a lot of the mediums who have studied under me get into their paths a lot quicker than me which I love I mean as a mentor I really want people to have an easier more enjoyable more powerful experience than I had why else would we want to be teachers and so that's really kind of like the energy of the space so I'll link it below um, with the quiz as well if you are interested or you can dm me on instagram at squamish medium if you have any questions um, don't dm me on facebook I'm not really on there um, so if you do message me there it will probably take me days weeks months to get back to you so i'm mostly on instagram but that's it for now have a great week we'll check in next week with a whole new episode and we'll catch you later